feel really strongly about the word community in our name. And so everything that we can do to, you know, to partner, assist, what have you, in terms of trying to find ways to engage the community in meaningful ways, uh, both on and off campus, that's what we're about. Welcome to the AESD Scoop, connecting beyond the classrooms to bring you conversations pertaining to our children, the future generation. AESD Scoops provides a weekly podcast for our families with at-reach resources and topics of interest. What started as a local approach and resources to our AESD community has seen unprecedented success reaching a worldwide stream of listeners. Please enjoy this episode of AESD Scoop. Welcome back AESD listeners. This is Betsy Hargrove, Superintendent of Avondale Elementary School District, and you are listening to AESD Scoop. And we are excited to bring back one of our partners in our community that we've been in deep relationship with over several years and really someone who brings opportunities for not just our students to be able to envision themselves in their future, but right now with their family members and their parents in our community. Please introduce yourself, Ray. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. I'm uh, Ray Rivera, president, third, a proud third president of Estrella Mountain Community College. I've been in Maricopa. This is my 28th year, uh, fifth year as president, 15 years as a mathematics faculty. So, uh, you know, just really looking forward to the conversation and also talking a little bit about what's happening at the college. Awesome, Ray. Thank you so much for being here. And I know you've been a guest in the past and um, more importantly, as as I was saying to our listeners, just an incredible advocate and and partner with us in in our community. And I hesitate to use the word partner, as you know well, um, because I just think partner the word partner just isn't strong enough to define the relationships that we have. And um, I, I certainly hope that you and your team feel the same way over to Stray Mountain Community College. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, we feel really strongly about the word community in our name. And so everything that we can do to, you know, to partner, assist, what have you, in terms of trying to find ways to engage the community in meaningful ways, uh, both on and off campus, that's what we're about. Well, it, it plays out over and over and over with our district specifically. One of the things that I'd love our listeners to know is how amazing it is to have an opportunity to bring our staff onto Australia Mountain Community College and to provide professional development there, right there on your campus. Because otherwise, you know, if, if people live east of us or live north of us or even west of us, they may, excuse me, south of us, they may never even get onto your campus. And it is an absolutely beautiful um, facility that offers everything from classroom opportunities to a convention center to a pack mm -hmm. um, where, where performing arts can occur. And all of those have been open to us at various times over the past, oh gosh, 12 years that I've been in Avondale and even more so as you've come on as president, you and your team have just opened your, your doors truly to not just our staff, but to our students. And I, I think that's remarkable because as you know, one of the things we do in Avondale is we want our children to be able to envision themselves in the future and for them to be able to do it right up the street from where they are, right up the street from their home. It just makes it that much more accessible. I'd love mm -hmm. to have you talk a little bit about your outreach effort to students throughout the community and, and throughout the Southwest Valley in general. Well, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, Betsy. Uh, 
just right before the break, uh, I had an opportunity to meet with the new superintendent of Tolson High School District, uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Kayas, and um, and also uh, Dr. Beebe from Buckeye. Uh, so uh, that was the first time I had a chance. Well, first of all, Dr. Kayas just started uh, the beginning nice. of the school year, right? So, but Dr. Beebe, I mean, based on the COVID, he started probably just shortly thereafter. And so we really didn't have a chance to connect. So I wanted to connect with both of them just to kind of see where, where, where can we, if there's any gaps or if there's things that we can do better, what can we do? And it was such a great conversation because what I found out was uh, a lot of the students that are graduating high school simply don't know, right, what, what their next step is. And uh, so it's, you know, it really, it's really encumbered or it's really, we have to make the effort as an instead of a college to uh, be really proactive in our outreach. And so one, having these conversations with our community leaders at very at all levels of, of, of education really does uh, help us refine what we have to do. Because uh, we have, just like everyone else, has finite, finite limit uh, resources. But uh, we we find out that we, we need to be more proactive, being able to share information in a timely way so that the counselors at the high schools are able to, one, uh, really inform students about the possibilities, even locally here in terms of higher education. Um, and then two, what do we need to be, what do we need to do in terms of informing the students on one, how to pay for education? Because there is one, they have to apply for the, the federal financial aid assistance program, the FAFSA, and, and they have to do that in a timely manner so that they, they qualify for uh, grants and things of that nature to help them pay for the tuition. During the summer, we have, uh, I believe, three dedicated Saturdays, which we call Rev Up Saturdays. And there we invite students and their families to come and learn about the enrollment process. And the goal is to try to get students, one, informed about everything that they need to do, but also, two, enrolled in their classes by the time they leave. And we have about close to about 90%, if not higher, conversion rate on those uh, Saturdays. So you know, and, and of course, we also have uh, various outreach activities, like we do have our animal ambassador program, which is, uh, it's actually an amazing, we have like a little zoo here on campus, uh, snakes, uh, you know, spiders, uh, bearded dragons, you name it, we have it. And they utilize those animals to go to the high schools and middle schools to just kind of uh, uh, engage students and let them know about the possibilities of uh, STEM pathways uh, that involve, you know, animals. Um, one thing that our listeners, I think, would be super interested in, and definitively, Dr. Rathol's in in the in the zoo. I mean, it's absolutely <laughs> yeah. phenomenal. It's such a draw for our our children and adults alike. Yeah. Uh, but we are able to come over to the community college and have our gifted summer camp over there, and yes. and that has been such a draw for our our children and our families. You know, we we can offer these wonderful opportunities on our own sites. That's great. But it's such a more than to be able to do it at oh. a community college with, with just, I mean, it just feels different, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, we, I mean, I, I totally agree. We have the high school senior days where they come in and they're bus to the campus and you can just see the groups of students taking tours. And even though we're not like the size of ASU, you just can see their faces light up in the sense of the opportunities and the information that they're learning about our college in terms of next steps for them. And sometimes it's just, you know, coming here, seeing seeing that they, they see other people that look like them and they realize that they can certainly, uh, uh, you know, be in the same space in about a year's time, as long as they are, you know, working towards that goal. And, and I, th I think it just really opens up their eyes in terms of possibilities and we're super excited to provide as many as many of those as possible 
uh, throughout the year. Well, we definitely have taken advantage of it from the very beginning, whether it was the Girls STEM Day, our, yeah. our gifted opportunity, as well as uh, we had that unique opportunity years ago, Zero to Design, where we're over in your pack. And we had members of our community working with our students over a period of 10 weeks. And then they did a, a one night kind of uh, art exhibit, whether it was uh, spoken, a spoken word or their actual um, physical art that they had put together. There were some textiles, but they were able to literally be on a, a community college campus with this beautiful setting and set it out it was like going to you know really downtown phoenix and saying you know this is your special night and it's all about you and it's embedded yeah. right here in our community yeah no, so yeah so you last time we spoke on our podcast we were talking about the shifts and changes in arizona that would allow community colleges to offer four-year degrees mm -hmm. and um, i'd love to have you catch our our listeners up on that because it used to be you could go to community college and get your associate's degree but at that point you'd have to transfer to a college or university that have four-year degrees that's no longer the case no no yes uh, so about three years ago two to three years ago the legislature approved us approved the community colleges throughout the state to be able to offer four-year uh, baccalaureate degrees and so uh, maricopa we did uh, so we have 10 community colleges in our system and each of the colleges not each of us do not necessarily have a, a baccalaureate degree that we offer, but we, I mean, we offer it as a system, right? So we have seven baccalaureate degrees. Um, we had, for example, behavioral sciences, uh, early childhood, elementary ed, information technology, you know, nuclear medic medicine, public safety, and of uh, course, uh, so we have about seven that we offer right now uh, throughout the district. And four, we have an additional four that are coming on board. And so we, we're gonna be offering starting fall of 25, uh, baccalaureate degrees in artificial intelligence and machine learning, uh, business administration, right? And accounting and management. And then also finally, we're, we're also gonna be doing a registered nurse. So our RSN to BSN program. And that one is interesting because we are looking at this from a district-wide perspective. So Gateway Community College will be the lead um, but as uh, to kind of get the program off the ground, but as uh, the program expands, they're going to be looking for colleges to champion in the West Valley and the East Valley, uh, since Gateway is centrally located. So uh, I anticipate since Estrella, we have our nursing program is ranked second in the state. Mm -hmm. um, we have a very successful nursing program. This this past cohort um, uh, passed the NCLEX exam, which is a, a the exam needed for them to officially become RNs, uh, we had a 100% pass rate, which just oh, wow. really shows you the, the amount of preparation uh, and support that our students here have. Uh, we just have just some, have some amazing faculty and staff. So when you when you think about it from a West Valley perspective, we try to we try to work with Glendale to kind of identify, you know, where are there uh, potential gaps and how can we partner and leverage so that we're not uh, duplicating efforts or resources. And so for this RM program, once uh, once we get the go-ahead to kind of expand, then I really anticipate uh, Stray Mountain taking the lead in the West Valley uh, to, for us to be able to offer um, the BSN here. Uh, so looking forward to that. And also uh, the AI program, the AI baccalaureate that's gonna start in fall of 25, Chandler Gilbert Community College is taking the lead on that 
but it's it's a it's a joint program that we are have uh, both partnered with Intel. So they have an artificial intelligence lab at Chandler Gilbert, uh, at which opened about a year and a half ago, and then we also have our lab that just opened, uh, I believe, last uh, spring. So uh, so we will be at some point uh, be ready to join that effort. So I anticipate within the next two to three years uh, for us to be able to have a bachelor's degree in nursing and possibly AI, uh, which you know we want to be, uh, definitely align with our strengths as an institution, and we feel that those two provide the best opportunities for us in terms of resources, but also in terms of what is needed in the West Valley to address the future emerging workforce needs. Absolutely. I, as soon as you mentioned nursing, I, my, I think you, you would see, my, our listeners can't see, but my eyes lit up. Um, <laughs> truly, it, uh, there has just been such an amazing program over at EMCC for years and years. When you talk to kids, uh, when they leave us and go to high school and they're talking about their future, they're talking about nursing, it's like there's no other pathway other than you need to go to EMCC and then, then you know, continue on because that foundational learning that you will get will be second to none over at EMCC. So I'm super excited to hear that you'll 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 be able to continue with that and, and then that next opportunity to be able to get out of the gateway is incredibly exciting as well. Yes. Um, yes. It's, so, it's so cool. I, I will tell you, um I mean, I won't certainly give you too much of a hard time, but I'm still a little bitter that we don't have an elementary ed program o- over at, at EMCC with with the baccalaureate. So I'll table that. You're going to still work on it though for me, right? Yes. I mean, it's so just because <laughs> we don't specifically offer that program doesn't mean I know. you can't take advantage of it. So yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. I totally know that. And and that's something that I, I want our listeners to know. The, the uh, early childhood, as well as the precursor um, courses that people need to take in order to go into the field of education and get their certificates, even in, in any area, really, can be done right over at Australia Mountain. That has just been another relationship that we've had that has lended so many opportunities to the kids in our community, as well as the students who are going to EMCC to come over and do their internships and come over and do um, their their practicum hours and things such as that. Uh, and and yes, I your other partners throughout the community, throughout the system of the community colleges here in in. Maricopa are truly exceptional and exactly what you just said of you are a system you're an organization who are working in concert with one another in order to be able to serve the entire community across so in I know we're talking about the southwest valley um, but that goes all the way over to the east goes goes toward the north and certainly to the south and there's multiple opportunities that that anyone could really engage in whatever whatever their dreams and desires are and how they envision their future. So um, you as a lead over at EMCC, I know have strong, strong relationships with other presidents of the colleges as well as their directors and their staff who truly, truly are exemplary. No, I totally agree. I mean, we, we do our best as presidents to uh, make sure, like as I mentioned earlier, not to, to try to make sure we're leveraging our resources in a way that one is meeting needs of, of the workforce needs in each of the respective areas, whether it be West Valley, Central, or East Valley. Um, but we also do our best to um, help our students uh, transition to those programs that make the most sense for them. So we have very strong partnerships with, for example, like Glendale. We, uh, we offer a joint, not only do we do a joint program 
uh, um, as I mentioned, nursing, right? That's going to be something we're working mm -hmm. on. But we currently offer, we have a Microsoft Data Center Academy, which is a partnership with Microsoft to assist with the training of the folks that are going to be working in their uh, data centers across the West Valley. And even though it's located here at Estrella, it's a partnership between us and Glendale. So they take the prerequisites at each, at each campus, right? But they're going to get the experience and mentorship when they come here after completing those those uh, various classes. So anything that we can do to kind of leverage and make sure that we are addressing the needs of the West Valley in this particular example, um, that's replicated centrally, it's replicated in the East Valley. So anything that we can do to support students countywide, that's our mission, yep. Well, I'll tell you that plays out and I love hearing that and I've seen it, seen it happening and it could very easily have gone in a different direction if the, the right people weren't in those leadership spots and, and envisioning the fact that this doesn't have to be a competition. It can be a collaboration that where everyone wins. Um, so I'd love to have you share with our listeners, what are those exciting things that are happening over at Estrella? Well, you know, one, one of the things, so, uh, so a couple of years ago, we, uh, were successful in being reaccredited by the Higher Learning Commission, which allows us to one, uh, you know, offer federal financial aid, but two, uh, allows our courses to transfer to our partner institutions across the state, right? So that's a really, so it's a really important uh, designation. And, uh, but during their visit, the team did say, hey, it's been a while since you looked at your, uh, your vision, your mission statement and the core values as an institution. So we took that uh, took that challenge up, and we decided to look at. We started off with our core values, and one of the things about Estrella that has always made it such a, in my opinion, very innovative learning space is that uh, back in 2007, we decided to look at what does it mean to be a learning college. Where, and what that means primarily is, you know, the focus is always on the student in terms of all decisions that are made. You know, so so does it benefit the student? And how do we know we're making a difference? Those are the two kind of fundamental questions of a learning college paradigm. And I believe uh, from uh, our conversations uh, that we settled on two, and, and it's not surprising, the top two uh, are, were certainly things that we probably felt as a college, but really didn't uh, say out loud as strongly as probably we should have. And so the probably the top core value was student-centered, You know that we need to be a student-centered institution which of course makes sense because we still want to make sure that all decisions that we make are fundamentally in the best interest of our students and our community. So being student-centered is definitely at the top of our list. And then of course, learning came in second, uh, which was something that we of course still believe in. It's We are still a learning institution. And that means that not only are we trying to create the best learning environments for our students, but we're also creating the learning opportunities for our uh, faculty and our staff to be able to uh, enhance or provide those le those learning spaces so that students are getting the best education possible, right? So, so those it wasn't it wasn't really a shock to me that those two came out th on the top. But uh, so the others that kind of came out as well is that we still uh, value innovation, right? So innovation mm -hmm. is something that we want to move forward as an institution, making sure that everything is still relevant and still applicable to what students are going to see or encounter, not only in the workforce but also also as a transfer. So what we noticed uh, or what we found out during our conversations with our employees is that, uh, you know, post-pandemic, people were coming to work, right? Uh, but maybe not 100%. Maybe it's something, something happened during the pandemic that certainly impacted our employees in many different ways, right? They had, some people had close friends, relatives pass away due to COVID. Others uh, maybe were impacted because of the remote work environment that we ha all had to be involved in during that time. 
So what we decided to, to what we decided to do as an institution is that that well-being kind of rose to the top in terms of what being one of our core values. And actually now it's part of our strategic uh, plan uh, going forward is that we're gonna be focusing one on retention of our students, right? And their success in terms of their completion of degrees uh, and certificates. But we also wanna look at uh, student well-being and an employee well-being because we know that they both have been impacted in different ways. So what can we do as an institution to provide those holistic services for our students so that their educational experience is the best that they can get here at Estrella? And then the same thing for our employees, how can we provide those spaces so that we can one, re-engage as an institution, you know, and trying to, to get those activities so that people feel connected to the institution again, but also make sure that the students and the employees are aware of resources available to them if they need to work on their own profession or their own personal well-being. So that was something that we feel really strongly about. And now that it's now a core value, which is something that we're gonna be focusing on kind of moving forward. And then, um, the last one, diversity, equity, inclusion. I mean, so when you look at the demographics of EMCC, uh, we are about 60% Hispanic. We are a Hispanic serving institution as designated by the uh, federal government. And, uh, but we're also a majority minority institution, meaning that uh, we have a very large population of students and they all come from, the demographics are, uh, when you look at things from a uh, first generation perspective, we have about 60% of our students are first generation. Uh, meaning that they're the first in their family to come to college. And so with that comes with uh, probably some uh, social capital that maybe that they're not aware of that, uh, uh, in terms of the questions they need to ask, in terms of the process for enrollment, in terms of the expectations, in terms of being a good college student. So making sure that uh, when we when we say the phrase diversity, equity, inclusion, that we're providing this, these, this space of uh, sense of belonging for both our students and employees so that we can provide the best learning environments and best work environments for, for everyone that's involved in the learning process. I, I'm super intrigued as you were going through and, and talking through the core values that were identified. And I was thinking to myself, I love what you said. It, no, it, it isn't the same as 2007. However, the core of that core remained the same. And I was thinking as you were going and yet as any really good organization should do, you evolve and change and you iterate. And then your next one was innovation. And I'm like, and there you go, right? And so you're going through this. It, it, it makes perfect sense for where you were and where you are now and everything that has happened in between. I really greatly appreciated where you ended with that sense of belonging. That is something that that we feel incredibly strongly about in Avondale with our students and our staff and in our family and community of when someone walks through the door, the first thing they should feel is I belong here. This is, this is my home. This is where I'm supposed to be because if people feel that they, they, they are able to connect, they're able to open up, they're able to be vulnerable. They're able to truly learn. And, um, wanted to just make sure that every experience is, was, is grounded in that. And if we can make that happen for our children, for our adults, then we certainly are, are one step ahead in removing those barriers. You talked about that uncertainty, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we, we deal with the uncertainty with children who, you know, are transferring from another school. And what does that look like? Will I be able to make friends? Will I find um, interests that 
are beyond what is being taught to me, but also where do I connect as a person? And you talked about all of that from staff and students, and I absolutely aligns with what we are doing in Avondale. And I can see that directly going all the way up through EMCC. In uh, that being said, let, let's talk about this. As you know, we have pre-K to eighth grade students. Uh, I'm biased, but I'm not wrong. Incredibly brilliant and talented. And that, that limitless future is, is theirs for the taking. And we're going to make that happen leaving Avondale as they go into the high school setting and, and beyond. Well, what does that look like at EMCC? What would, what, what would you give our students a, as advice for them as they're looking into their future as they start envisioning that? Well, when you start looking at the West Valley landscape, um, th there's a couple of things that come to mind. Uh, because of the growth, right, uh, we're seeing a really, uh, I don't want to say dire, but it certainly is a need in terms of healthcare professionals. Uh, when, you, uh, when you look at the hospitals that are being built, uh, and then, of course, the uh, ancillary uh, uh, services that are accompanying that, right, so all the testing centers, so, uh, uh, and things in terms of, uh, you know, when you x-ray and, and all the different scans that need to take place. So mm -hmm. I would say for students, I mean, if that's if something that if that resonates with them, they're, they're going to find really high demand, high paying jobs in healthcare because the West Valley is very, very, uh, it needs to have a robust healthcare workforce. And right now we're not meeting that demand. Uh, we're growing a lot faster than, than we can uh, graduate nurses that we can graduate all these technicians. But it doesn't mean that um, they certainly can't find the opportunity, right? I mean, they, they should be able to, to do that and get a, a job very quickly. Almost all our nurses that go through our program, uh, once they complete their clinicals, I mean, they are uh, usually in line. They, it's a waiting list for, to, just to get them an offer to work somewhere. And to, to kind of give you an example, I happen to serve on the Abrazo uh, board uh, mm -hmm. here in the West Valley, and they are making a concerted effort to try to uh, focus on uh, finding those individuals that want to stay in the community. And what they're finding is that just like we have found in higher education, I'm sure you found and uh, the P, P through eight is that um, the students and employees or uh, that tend to stay or to tend, tend to be successful happen to be living in the area, living in the yes. vicinity. So to kind of prevent that turnaround, that's kind of what they're focusing on. So to me, one, healthcare is a big one. Uh, two, uh, when you look at manufacturing, that's another area in the West Valley. If you see, if you look at the I-10 corridor, if you look at the 303, we have a huge amount of distribution centers of, of uh, warehouses that are looking for uh, becoming much more automated. And so they're going to need tech, really high-end technicians that are going to be able to go and fix the robots when they break. <laughs> so I would say if people have a really strong interest in terms of working in the automation area, that's going to be another uh, area. Um, and then, of course, when you start thinking about IT just in general, artificial intelligence, of course, when you look at just how quickly it has grown over the past year, right, in terms of when you oh, look at sense. applications like ChatGPT, um, that has gone from, you know, being like 60% 60, 60 being able to pass the bar now, now to like close to 95%, uh, AI is going to be in many different uh, arenas, uh, no matter what field you're involved in, it's going to have some type of presence there. So uh, making sure that students are aware that, look, uh, AI is everywhere. If you look at your phones, right, the face rec facial recognition that it utilizes, um, any, anything involving your trends and patterns, especially on social media, is all AI generated. So 
um, I would say if you have this really strong in interest in technology, artificial intelligence is something that you can, you don't even need a four-year degree for that. You can get your uh, associate's degree and once again, get, a, get into a very high demand, high wage arena. Um, and then of course, things like cybersecurity, right? So yes. everything that we touch involves technology. And that means that our private information is at risk, depending upon how vulnerable we uh, make ourselves both online, right? Or even when we are not intending to. And so making sure that uh, the bad guys don't get uh, access to our, our personal information is going to be priority for many different systems. And so, you know, EMCC, we have one, a very strong cyber program. Uh, mm -hmm. So we have a designation by the Department of Education to be a, a center of excellence. So these are all, just the few that I've mentioned, these are all high demand, high wage areas so that students can not only uh, get into an exciting field, but also get into uh, a field that's gonna uh, be high wage, which will allow them to have the flexibility to do, uh, you know, to buy a house, to raise a family, what have you. Everything that they envision themselves or, uh, or they, they have, that they envision for their future can be a reality if they look at things in a different way. Uh, one thing that, that I will definitely say is that uh, higher education is definitely changing. I, I think, you know, we are, uh, even though we traditionally offer a 16-week semester, what we're beginning to see is that students and employers are, are beginning to look at credentials, right? Uh, things that are happening in a shorter time frame. So instead of 16 weeks, looking at things that happen in the eight-week format or shorter, uh, but even with credentials, you can enter a really a high demand area that pays very well. And so it just depends. Uh, you know, I believe in the future, we're gonna see uh, some of our, our core areas like math, physics, right? Things that uh, have been traditional STEM areas kind of be more integrated into other things like engineering or uh, things involving artificial intelligence. So I think it's, if folks are gonna have to uh, learn, learn how to learn in an adaptive way, <laughs> because it's gonna be ongoing, right? Uh, it's not gonna be, you get your degree and this is what, and then you're done for X number of years. It's gonna be, all right, you have your degree as a starting point, but we're gonna need you to continue your training uh, because things are adapt things are changing in a pace where we need to have people that can adapt. And like I said, uh, if it's robots breaking down or if it's AI, AI needs adjustments, it, they need to have people to be able to do that and people that are qualified and, and, and they can do that in a very short time frame, even now. So, you know, this idea that school may take four years or even require a graduate degree to get into a competitive job, I think those days are going to be, it's going to be changing. I think the landscape is changing and I think uh, higher education and particularly community colleges are going to be at the forefront of being able to offer really uh, nimble degrees in a way that can make, that can give our students and community the, the best opportunity in terms of addressing the future needs of the workforce. Well, that is definitively incredibly exciting to hear. You brought up so many pieces that I was going to ask about, which one definitely was cybersecurity, as well as the abbreviated opportunities for someone to come in and get a credential and go out and get a really good job yep. right out of the gate. I uh, My understanding is that you were doing some work with some chip manufacturing credentialing and, and getting people right in and right out. And um, I also appreciate and value what you're saying that it, and it doesn't have to end there. You, you can get that and then you can go back and get a different credential and, and kind of continue to grow your, your, your repertoire of, of experiences that I totally agree with you will, will intersect at various points, depending on whatever you're doing in the moment. So 
one of the things we talk about in Avondale is growing all children as thinkers, problem solvers, and communicators to pursue their future, uh, limitless future. That being said, they have to be able to think critically. They need to be problem solvers and they need to be able to communicate that. If they can do those three things, there's no stopping them. And they walk into um, an organization like Australia Mountain Community College and say, you know what, I really would like to do ABC. Well, I can start applying that, that mind frame right out of the gate. And I could not be happier than to have EMCC right in our backyard, right in our community, because I totally agree with you. There's no reason to go anywhere other than the Southwest Valley from literally uh, P through 20 and beyond. And they're going to be able to find that limitless future right here in our backyard. I totally agree. Yes, I think I think that the future in terms of access to education uh, is only going to be it's only going to be expanding as we figure out how best to uh, provide students those pathways that make the most sense for them. Well, being in relationship with EMCC just uh, makes us incredibly proud and makes our, our future stronger for our children and for our staff and, and our families. So thank you so much, Ray, for all of the work that you do, your incredible staff, and uh, your outreach into the community because that truly is a differentiator and um, I, I know definitely makes Avondale Elementary School District even stronger. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Betsy.